0: Hello and welcome to America in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, Executive Editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Joining me today is the Center Square's Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief, Casey Harper. How are you, Casey? Doing
1: good, Dan. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather. hope you feel better soon. We are recording this on Friday, September 8th. Casey, the teaching of the divisive concept known as a critical race theory in schools has been a hot-button issue in recent years. Uh, Under the administration of President Joe Biden, the U.S. Department of Education has been pushing such concepts across the uh, country. Simply speaking, critical race theory holds that United States is an inherently racist country, was founded on racism, and all of its institutions were built on and are, in fact, inherently racist. Republicans say uh, that that concept in and of itself is, in fact, racist and are pushing back against teaching children such a concept you wrote about a few bills uh, that were filed this week in Congress that would block the teaching of critical race theory in schools. Tell mm-hmm. us about it.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, CRT has become, uh, it's become a political football buzzword, but um, not not without reason because it's become increasingly popular first at the collegiate level, but it's trickled down um, into K through 12, despite what um, some proponents will, will tell you about that. Um, you know, for instance, I, I've written at the center about, programs, um, federally funded grant programs that train teachers in critical race theory, right? So if you're training K through 12 educators in critical race theory, for example, I wrote about a grant and we broke the story, um, a grant from the department of education for two and a half million dollars to a Florida education program that taught teachers and other, you know, education professionals in, um, in critical race theory that was back in like 2017 and 2021, um, but that's you know that's not the only one there's similar grants like that but you know I think your definition of Crt was good and and you can probably see why it's so controversial. Um, I think on the left the Democrats would say hey this is our past and we need to reckon with it and not whitewash it and to uh, try to move forward and you know undo the pain of the American America's racist history and uh, on the right what a lot of Republicans are saying is this is taking you know one albeit serious um mistake of american history and making it the only lens through which we view things and uh of course most of us you know who were educated before the last you know decade or so were taught mainly through the lens of uh american exceptionalism that dec- you know declaration of independence co- uh, bill of rights being unique and better than pretty much anyone else and uh, a a beacon of light to the rest of the world. So that's, that's kind of the landscape um, of the battle. And so U S representative Bob Good, a Republican out of Virginia, um, they, they tip me off to this. And I think we had really the only good coverage on this, uh, introduced three new education bills. So one is called the defending student civil rights act, which, you know, basically codifies that teaching CRT is a legal discrimination because of you know, some of the, the tenets of CRT. Uh, there's also, he also introduced the Empowering Parents Act, which gives parents basically avenues to hold schools accountable if they start to go all in on this kind of progressive racial or gender ideology in the classroom, because the gender stuff does kind of start to play in here, which, of course, at school boards and school meetings around the country has become a hot button issue. And the third bill is the Empowering Local Curriculum Act, which sp- flat out says that schools receiving federal dollars cannot be forced to include CRT in their curriculum. So, you know, I'd be curious to get your reaction to the stand, but it it is a bit of a difficulty to nail down what qualifies as CRT and what doesn't. When you're making rules about such a big, um, broad ideology, it's, you know, you can easily start implementing something and say, no, no, this isn't CRT. This is something else. Um, But if it looks like CRT and smells like it, are they just trying to get around it? So nailing it down has been its own difficulty. And uh, but Republicans have been trying to put laws on the books to combat some of the Department of Education regulations that have been building up to back these kinds of ideas for the last, you know, last few years.
0: Yeah. So, so um, just my, given my personal opinion, here, uh, Casey, and I would hope everyone would agree with me, slavery was a huge evil in American history, um, um, big taint on our history. And it should be taught in schools. What happened in our past should not be whitewashed. It should be taught. But to teach current students in 2023 that um, essentially Americans' institutions, the country, is still a racist country—that's something a little that's different than teaching our past, um, right? And and I can understand, you know, why many parents. In particular, this is just this is you know yes it's become in the media um, a divisive political um, issue. Um, but it, it, as a you know as a parent of young children, which I was a few years ago, my kids are older now. You know I would have concerns about this being taught to to to, to my children when they were in elementary school, when they were in middle school, when they were um, in high school. That essentially all American institutions are. Um, um, uh, racist, inherently racist, created on racist concepts, and still are racist, and that something, you know, something major needs to happen to rectify um, uh, that. Is that essentially what these bills that um, were filed, as you mentioned, by U.S. Representative Bob Good, a Republican from Virginia, uh, by the way, are meant to address?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. And others are doing this to be clear. You know, um, Tom Cotton has his legislation. There's, um, I believe Rubio has legislation. Other Republicans have tackled this from different angles because there's Department of Education regulations. There's there's different ways to come at this because it's pretty, you know, in some ways it's pretty widespread throughout the country. And then there's the whole parent side and parents rights, which has become a big issue. Um But I think you're right that it starts to feel political when you stop talking about you know what happened during the Civil War and you start talking about what's happening today it quickly becomes political when you're teaching kids how to view current events um it's it's not really it, it's not really history anymore is it I mean yeah history you know of course is is what happened and what formed where we are today but I, re- I mean when I was in school we really didn't teach you know history past like maybe you, you heard 1980s I mean you you heard about World War two and then it kind of stopped after that and you maybe had one class on Reagan. And if you're old enough, one class on 9-11 or something. And uh, that was it. So a lot of history kind of stops at World War II because at a certain point, it becomes social commentary. It becomes political commentary and uh, it stops being history. So I think that's part of it. Um, And it just seems, I mean, this is a little bit, uh, it seems like maybe there's just a lack of, of wisdom, a lack of nuance. When you view anything through one lens, it's really not the academic way. I mean, the academic way is to, to have an idea and to approach it objectively from several different angles and say, it could be this way. And honest historians do that if you, if you read history. And so to take everything and view it through one lens and to shoehorn all of a very complex history of millions and millions of peoples uh, from all around the world into one kind of uh, worldview, it's kind of religious actually, if it's kind of like what people hate about some, you know, religious education or something. So, uh, I think that's what we're bumping up against here is, you know, I think there's valid. Most Americans would agree there's a validity to it. But when you make it central and when you make it really the exclusive way to view history, you start to write the issues.
0: So in practical terms, Casey, um, we we only have a minute or two here left. So um, uh, my final question for you in practical um, terms, these are these are bills that were filed in a very divided Congress. Republicans have a slight majority in the House. Democrats have a slight majority in the Senate. The chances of, let's face it, the chances of these bills passing and then getting getting signed by President Biden are not even slim and none. They're pretty much none. Push back on me if you, if you think that. No, you're
1: right. You're right. But in, in education is inherently local for the most part. States oversee most of education. There are some, it's kind of amazed me as I've written about it, how much federal funds have gone to back this stuff up. But- Even then, for the most part, if you're listening to this and you want to do something about it on one side or the other, you know, the way to do that is and get involved in your local school board, because in many ways you you can have more influence at the very least over your kids' education than somebody in Washington, D.C. can.
0: Well, thank you. That's what, that's exactly what, what I was going for. This is more about bringing this conversation forward. The folks who, the the Republicans who file these bills know they probably have no chance of passing, but they at least, they, they put the, the idea, the conversation in front of Americans. So they're at least aware. And awareness is something that parents, particularly parents of current school children or future school children, which you are a parent of a future uh, school, uh, school child, um, Casey, you need to be aware of what's going on in your local schools. But uh, that is all the time we have this week. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Casey Harper, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening.